was thinking that. 20 minutes but for each, like, Are you going to call chips? it Tom the Taxi Driver's Chronicles, or words to that effect? Yeah, I'm going to try do and little think, Chronicles, couldn't I'm you? I'm going to think Cab of something Driver better. Commandments. The, Tom, Tom's Ten Commandments. If well, we no, get they're, not, they're not mine. Like, you know, no, no. Well, we're not taking responsibility yeah, for yeah, that. I don't want to take responsibility for it. What are we doing today? Why are we here? Well, wanted to have one about maybe cab etiquette, how cab to be the best cab driver. Isn't that more not cab etiquette, but so much like um, cab... Customer service yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I wrote like a big list of different stuff. You know, when you speak with different drivers and they go, oh, well, I'll do this with my passengers and... Yeah. Going that extra mile, you know, the golden standard that we are. What Mr. Dave Frampton, the gold standard yeah. of driving cabs. Yeah. You are my gold standard by, by far. Well, I'm the only one you know. No, I know loads. <laughs> I said to you before, as before you came in, I said to Dave that if I was a cab driver just starting and if I would I listen to Dave and he says his stuff, Dave would be my guru for listening how to be, the get the most out of this job, earn the most money, be the happiest. Um I mean, we're very much similar in terms of our breaking the rules, trying to never get speeding tickets and whatever. We don't bust around. And any, nobody should really in this cab. Oh, anything like that. Any piece, yeah. It's dead money. Mm. It's dead money, isn't it? And it's not only, say, the un- say it's 100 quid. It's not just the 100 quid. It's the, you have to, it costs you more to get that 100 quid. Yes. And you, you realise as well, when it is that 100 quid, that everything you just earned just went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the moment, it's yeah. like, bloody hell, like, or even when you're having a slow day and you're, Thinking about it, going, God, this is so slow, so slow. But it just all gets absorbed into a week, into a month, into a year anyway. Yeah. You can't individually pick all that out. So just... Driver etiquette, rules, or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of like yourself. an extension of when I got my badge um, a few years ago, the examiner having an... Ad, I was about to say intro talk, but I guess yeah. it's an outro talk. Yes. To what say... They, what they call it, though? It's called... Well, it's like badge day, isn't it? Yeah. So on badge day, just to say, like, the do's and don'ts, Probably would recommend doing this. Recommend joining a union X Y Z. Just how to make the job as good as possible. Yep. So, shall I start? Yeah, go on. Yeah. An obvious one is obviously like charging accessories, right? You know, when oh, people yeah, want yeah. to charge phones in it. I mean, I had this well, it seems to happen quite a bit around Christmas and things like that. But well, yeah. do, do you carry extra leads? Well, I've got a mate who even carries like an actual charging bank because obviously you've got the yes TXEs have the charging point in the back. But he'll actually go, well, actually, this is a much faster charge. You're not having to plug into there. But Well, I was in a cab last night, so my story is very fresh. And my charge, my phone was on red. And if my wife doesn't know where I am, I'm in trouble. And I said to the driver, uh, have you got a charge? And he had a super long lead in the TX, stuck it through the petition. And I'm sitting there with a the phone on a super long lead, charging it. I thought, oh, that's great. That's what I got. I got a super long lead from Halford, struggling a bit. He's armoured. And I, I, I don't carry extra leads and there's a reason why I don't I used to as a chauffeur but I don't yeah. now because if I'm busy and they're dropping them in a really busy spot and you pick someone else up you can forget that they've got it and they go with your lead yeah but the lead, so his pl- lead was plugged into no, the front no my one's parked in the, fr- plugged in the front it's poked through the money hole the hatch and but it they, goes they can't it, take it then can they no that one but if you used to have extra leads and give them to them oh, yeah, oh I get you because the TXE has got USB sockets in the back like right by them so yeah. they haven't got to run it all the way through. True, true. So uh, well, he also said to me, do you need, he had a choice. He had a choice of leads because it would have been the USB-C. He gave me a USB-C lead first and it was then the iPhone lead he had. Um, and then I had a power bank with me, but I took the wrong lead for the power bank. So I was knackered. 
I then sold that story and I'm going to get on the train now and, and go home because he's dropped me at a train station. And he said, I might have one in a boot. So we're getting out and he's looking in his boot. He's got an old bag and he's found two other leads, two iPhone leads. And the thing with iPhones is they want you to use a certain spec of lead, don't they? So even though it's an iPhone lead, there's different qualities. They don't, they don't yeah. all work. So the first one was one of them. And the other one was such a ropey old lead. It had obviously died years ago. But he's there looking to try and get me a lead, which was great. I didn't have it, but he'd give me enough charge getting to the station for me to get home. Because you get some cab drivers who think, like, oh, if their phones run out, they would have normally got an Uber. And, like, sometimes you do get some younger <laughs> passengers. But them drivers are like, oh, I'm not doing them because it's just an Uber customer. And you're like, no, they've held you down, and this is your chance to go, yeah, got cables, I've got it all sorted. Yeah. Just but also, they may pay by phone, and if their phone goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is also oh, a, yeah. a reassuring thing for us, you know. Oh, Uber are going to take over. It's like... Not if their phones die. They've got yeah. to put their hand up and get a taxi. Well, I'm going right in a coincidence here because, the again, yesterday on Reddit, there was a story about people w- wanting a cab and have gone onto every app to get a cab. They said taxi. That's what made me start reading the story. And they're not, they didn't mean taxi at all. And then in the end, they said they got a taxi because they were really annoyed with the apps because everyone that had done was on their way, on, on route, all cancelling on the way. But then they flagged down a black cab as it come past on yellow. So it was like, um, in a sense, they, they were realising that there was this position for the black cabs and that all the apps were, were blanking them. They were taking the jobs, but that something was happening. Why would you then drop the job? If it's not going the right way. I've heard of ones in the States and stuff where if an Uber wants to go in a, a wrong direction, they'll still accept the job, but they'll just start driving in the wrong direction. So it forces the customer to cancel. Ah. Uh. Um, rather than I the driver yes. being penalised for it. Yesterday, the passenger got in, and the, the driver, and they love it when they say, I was going to get an Uber. And, the, and <laughs> the, the, she said the driver had rang her and told her to cancel. I said, told you to cancel. Yeah, because he'd gone the, he'd gone round the one way somewhere. It's on Baker Street. Gone round the one way and couldn't get back. <laughs> so he rang her and told her to cancel. Well, and the, the other one as well was, I've heard of stories where they'll phone up and say, oh, where, where's your job going to Oh, is it, is it central? Because they don't want to have to pay the congestion charge. Yeah. Some of them just like to hang around outside. Anyway, we digress. We're, we're yeah, digress. But it was okay. Yeah, so that was just one to kick us off. What about, we kind of briefly touched on this, but receipts, particularly blank receipts. Now, I was told on my badge day that don't really want to make a habit of handing out blank receipts to people because, and this was the part I was told, that if someone in their firm, you know, keeps putting in really expensive claims for a black cab, mm that firm might stop using black caps because it's like, bloody old, look how expensive these are. Yeah. I don't know if they would put an expensive one in because I think they'd, they'd get pulled, wouldn't they? If the fare was normally 20 and they put in 50, someone would say, oh, no, it's that. He got stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of Really traffic. bad traffic. So they're doing it for a little bonus, aren't they, on their wages? Yeah, they're probably putting it in the same amount. But then again, to give a blank receipt, you, you, you've then got to say to them, you're not going to do anything wrong with this. You're not going to say that, are you? No. They might want to write a phone number down on it. How, you, how would you give the blank receipt? What is it? If you look at the scenario, how you're going to use it? So I'm, I've got a job where the boss says to me, "You're going to so and so, get a cab." Well, I'm going to take the train to spend a pound, give him a receipt for twenty five quid that I think the cab drive would, the ride would be. So you're going to be using that drive for some drive that would have actually needed to have taken place. Surely. Two leg journey, only only one leg on the bus and one leg in the cab. Yeah, and you get a little bonus on your wages. That's probably something like that. Or maybe they do it another day. They know they're doing the same. So they do the first journey to know what the fare is. Mm. And then they may be doing that. They may be doing it all week. 
But I mean, if someone asked for one, I wouldn't be bothered about one. I wouldn't be yeah, asking them works. what they're using it for either. But I am pre-printed uh, receipts. You, you've got the printed receipt machine as standard now. Mm. Well, I, when I did the knowledge and when I was driving a cab full time, there was um, we didn't have a receipt receipt machine. It came in hammer and chisel, wasn't it? Hammer and chisel, oh, with a bit was, of rock. Me <laughs> <laughs> and Moses, um, but the, the printed receipt did come in, and I never ever used it in the early days. But you now must be using it all the time, so it's not s- the same as it was with the old receipts, written ones. You can put a cash one out as well. You can just put it in cash, any, any amount, put it in, in in cash. But the only thing with that, it would have that date and time on that printed receipt. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have two, two. They'd have a genuine one. Say they had, and then they'd have another. If they asked for another one, you could give them another one, but oh, it'd yeah. be the same date and time. So oh, that yeah, wouldn't work. You, you've hit on the other trick. Write me a receipt. Don't put a date on it. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I never put a date on it anyway. Nah. Yeah, but I've, I've, had, I've had one bloke. I didn't put a date on it. It was just being a bit of an annoying customer anyway. Legaled me off, and I give him the receipt, and he's like, uh, "Do it again." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you missed the date off it." Yeah, real arsy customer. I yeah. would have said I don't put dates on it. Yeah. yeah what's yeah, what's the date then? Tell me. Yeah, you put it on it. Oh, oh, you get I put an amount, the amount, whatever the fare is, that's what goes on. Yeah. I used to one time, I used to put like, say, it was SE1 to North 1. So I might have done that. And then I thought, what am I putting that for? <laughs> you know, what do I care? What do I care where, where, what it says on it? <laughs> so it's 15 quid, 15 quid here. That's a proper anorak thing. Yeah, I used to do that. Oh, dear. Well, what about the fact of selling them? I mean, we... I don't know if you're doing that still, but we did use the sell them. They'd ask for a blank receipt. And I did used to, as a novice, I used to be really naive and just, yeah, yeah, giving them the blank receipts and thinking whatever they do with them, they do with them. And then someone points out, you charge them a fiver. If they want one receipt, five pound, they're going to get 30, 40 quid on that receipt that you've just given them. And then they would want to buy a book. Yeah. And I don't remember what the going rate was for a book, but it wasn't a fiver. I think it was 50 quid if they wanted a book. And then... You talk to teach them anyway. You don't need to come to me. There's a guy at Waterloo Station selling taxi bits and bobs. Is he gone? I imagine, but he He's would it, years, yeah. he would always sell receipt books and whatever. Go up there, he's free for a pound, isn't it? Free yeah. books for a pound. Or you just walk into the school. We've got him sitting up there, <laughs> <laughs> load of receipt books. Well, I remember I had one guy who was like, "Oh yeah, make make receipt out for twenty five And he sort of it only been like a fifteen pound journey, and I'm, I'm like. Yeah. Like, well, pay me, pay me it. Then pay I will, me I will, I will yeah. make it out with 25, yeah. Yeah, so what that, that would become some kind of fraud, Dave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's right. If they say you've got a blank receipt and they, if they was to say to you, I'm going to put one in for tomorrow and not do the ride, you go, don't tell me that. Mm. Why, why tell me that bit of it? Well, There's no you, need to involve the driver, is it? You want a yeah. blank receipt, you could be picking your nose for it, for all I care. Yeah, you're not involved once they've told you so much anyway because it was slightly yeah. different. And but you are involved if you write a receipt yeah, and they don't give you that money, and that could be a little trick if you're, you know, policeman sort of. What's it called when you're entrapping yeah, someone? Yeah, so you ask, can you give me a, right out for twenty five? But I'm giving you fifteen. You have just, you've just related you some kind of fraud gone on there between that you've actually conspired. Just it. don't do that. Just say yeah, let's give me a blank one. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Not anyone's fill it in yourself. Mate. Yeah, knock yourself out. So but one I've got here, I've got belting kids. Um, I always belt kids. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> now this came to me yesterday actually because I've never really uh, I don't know you you often, I've heard your opinion on this that you won't start the cab necessarily you're always going to have uh, well, one of the things I look, look in the mirror and you, you know sometimes it's still standing up and you you're in a spot where you want to get away because you know, you're holding everyone up or something you know yeah. maybe single file or something like that. and I, and I will say I know they haven't but I will just say has everybody got a seat yeah <laughs> in other words prompted them sit sit down and yeah and, and yeah kids got to have a better one. Are they? I, I no, honestly, for, for me, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, you get in the back of the cab. For me, 
I just generally yeah, just it's it's chuck a belt on. I don't mind. I mean, little one, you've got buggies and that, they're all loose and that. But yeah, yeah, yeah what's the point of having a kid climbing around? If you have to stop oh, hard, that's going to be like Garfield no. on that. Well, partition. this came to me yesterday, and I'm thinking, right, you can drive with a lot of distractions because there's a lot of stuff going on in London where expert drivers would do it all the time. But yesterday, there was one kid who was, you know, jumping around and the dad, you know, just not doing anything, just being really bad parenting. And I'm thinking, actually, I is actually taking up some mental capacity thinking about how I'm driving to how mm. that kid then is in the back. If he's standing around, I'm then thinking, is the kid still standing? Has he fallen over? Whatever. Yeah. So because I'm then having to think about that, I'm then kind of almost second guessing my driving. And that actually, it comes back around to the fact that it's actually for my safety that the kids should be belted up because yeah. I'm then thinking about that. I'm more likely to get in an accident because I'm not concentrating on my route calculations or whatever as much yeah. because you're spending a lot of mental capacity on that. Yeah. And if you crashed and he come flying through the window and it hit you on the back of the head, you'd be yeah. you'd be hurt. Yeah. I I I don't know whose legal responsibility. We had this before. I'm sure we did. The legal responsibility when they're in the back of the cab for either adults or kids. My view has always been it's them. Yes, I've I love the belief as well. Yeah, but I'm not sure entirely. Someone argued with me that uh, legally you're responsible for some aspect, and it might be kids. But kids on the flip down seats is quite safe on the flip down seats. Yeah. It certainly is. That's where you, it's only going to go Fix forwards. Again. Yeah, anything's going to go. Whatever it is, the object that's going to fly. Have I told you forwards. the one about my brother? Um, the woman is driving along, and the woman stood up to dip in her pockets to get the money for the thing. So she's bent over because you can't stand up fully, and he has had to break. And she's nutted the petition, and she's okay and everything, but she really nutted it. And when he come home from work, we, we, we both meet up, and he said, "Dean, you got to come and see it." I went down and looked, and. It, he put a torch on it. It's a perfect uh, impression of her face and the lips and everything else and the squashed nose on the on the thing, all in sweat. It was amazing to see. So, yeah, that's the danger as well. If you ain't, well, getting up, standing up when your cab hasn't stopped. It's a little bit. Yeah, and then you suddenly have to tap. you only got to tap the brakes a little bit. No, they go over, don't they? They yeah. go over because you can't stand up or balance. So, yeah, belting kids... Um, you, you think you should tell them to belt up? Yeah, I only came to my realisation yesterday, because before, like, probably similar stance to you, it's like, well, it's their responsibility. Yeah. If they don't do it, whatever. But as I'm driving around, and it's a bit stressful, that it just, yeah, it does come back to me that I'm having yeah. to sort of deal with that. And I could, I'm more likely to be in an accident because of the kid who's jumping around, climbing around, and me kind of half thinking about that. Yeah. So I'm going to take that one because that's the, we're basically this podcast is about advice. And the advice, I, I think I completely agree. They get in, they've got kids... Turn around and say to them, listen, I don't, you can do what you like, but please put seatbelts on the kids and they'll be safe and they'll also be tied down and not able to sort of muck about too much. Yeah. So, yes, if you get kids getting, ask For the parents to safety. belt them up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I like that bit of advice. This I'm is almost like a one. room 101, isn't it? Has uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that been allowed in then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one's in. What was the first one then? Because we didn't decide on a, a format for the first thing. The, so we talked about receipts. Should we give blank receipts or not? The conclusion is me. Yes, I would give. I wouldn't give a book though. I wouldn't. Would, give, I, no, no. I won't go and giving books out for. No. But if someone asks you got one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. You'll give them. Yeah, I wouldn't ask them why. Well, yeah, what they would you for. say you were going to give? Them I think it's context, isn't it? If someone's like proper, like oh, okay, so like, you know, hasn't uh, done you anything. Yeah. But then if the drivers, if they're like a friendly person, go, oh, you wouldn't be able to chance me with a blank receipt, would you? Good. Are man. you saying it was posh, uh, Tom? It was very. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was biased, me saying yeah. that <laughs> they kind of. Um, yeah, very classist. Yeah. Posh people are better than the poor people. <laughs> so if they see... <laughs> well, it's more likely to get a chip off them. <laughs> you know when someone, obviously, you know, how they pay and their attitudes and yeah, that, you know, true. yeah, if they want something from you versus kind of like, look, 
can you help me out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they ask you correctly in the yeah, right way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I had someone on Twitter asking me something the other day, uh, not on Twitter, on my WhatsApp, and about four times after every message, he said, thanks, pal, yeah, pal, have you got this, pal? And, I, and at the end of it, I had to say to him, listen, if you want to message me, do not call me pal. It's not, it just doesn't read right. It sounds a little bit funny, you know. You just, just sound like an idiot. Another thing is when you say it's in context and as well, and a situation as well. If you've got someone who's had a drink and yeah. night and they ask someone, yeah, they could turn aggressive if you just you're not gonna get into a row uh, over yeah. a black one blank one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just it's not as I say, I'm not a police officer. I'm not wow. here to All right, so this segues into like another point then. How do we deal with drunks? Like I mean Yeah. Give them a blank receipt. <laughs> Give them a blank Well, I, I can remember really clearly getting a cab from New Oxford Street, right? And I could barely walk. And uh the ca- I knew how to stop cabs because uh, the thing was, I want to go east. So if you want to go east, don't stand in Oxford Street because you're going anywhere, but stand in New Oxford Street and you're probably going east on the right side of the road because you're definitely going to be going Islington or that direction. Whereas if you're before Oxford Street, you could be going Hampstead or anywhere, south east London. And the cab driver stopped and I said to I leant on the window and I said, honestly, I know I'm really in a bad way and I'm really drunk, uh, but I am a cab driver. And I will not be any trouble whatsoever, but I just need to get to Myland. And he was as good as gold. So I'd put every ounce of last effort I had into asking for that cab in as, as respectable way as I could hold myself up. Um, and it was great. But when you get a drunk, so it kind of come into the window and think it's like... Uh, and they're like leaning on the window, like proper falling in the window. Yeah, I was doing that, Tom. Yeah. yeah I was doing that as well. <laughs> just two feet, two feet hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the people leaning in the window, there you get a bit suspicious that they're bag grabbers, aren't they? They get right yeah. in, and they come in. Hello, mate. Can you take me to? Um, what are you looking around for? Where you want to go? Uh, so you're about to get mugged, then. So again, we, we, we drink. It's the, the individual, isn't it? Because mm. some people are happy when they've had yeah. a good drink, and some people, a few are not so happy. So you make your mind up, and you deal with each one accordingly, didn't you? Yeah. Well, what's your what's your drunk stories? You got any? Well, I tell you, handling drunks, and it was Christmas time, and it was private. Oh, years ago, and I picked up. And it was a, it was a, a, a multi drop, so it's about only three drops, four drops. I can't remember the exact drops, but we will go with um, we'll say one in Mayfair. We will go with one Marleybone Station and one at Westbourne Grove. The one going to Westbourne Grove is a female who's rotten, yeah. absolutely rotten. They're, they're work colleagues. This is a true story. I can't remember the exact drops, but it was Westbourne Grove. So as we, and the woman was insisting that I knew where she lived. I'd never seen a woman before in my life. I had no idea where she lived. <laughs> and she was going, you know where I live. I'm going. And so even her colleagues are starting to go, do you? I go, no, I've just met you. <laughs> I have no idea. But she's going, like, Westbourne Grove. I said, all right. And I then dawned on me. I went, there's no way. She's the last drop. There's no way. So I said to the work colleague, you're coming with me. He said, no, but I want to get your train. I said, I don't care. Where are you going? I said, otherwise she'll be coming with you on Marleybone Station. Yeah. So, or you come with me and I'll run you back. I'll tell you what, I'll run you back for free. You only pay to there, but you're not leaving me with a lone female like this. Good job he did come. When we got to Westbourne Grove, it wasn't Westbourne Grove. Cut a long story short, he went into her handbag. He knew her flatmate's name. He opened the phone, dialed it, and it was like um, Leinster Square or Princess Square, one of those yeah. off. How, not number 2A. How on earth was I going to find that? You knew where she lived. Who couldn't even talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, then I run him back to the station. So again, dealing with people. Well, I've already like picked up a good nugget there. Then I mean, that's a great one. Is that yeah, have 
someone take someone else and you say I'll run you back to the station for yeah. free offer just take yeah. that bit of headache off of it yeah. yeah yeah because you know the other one is that they they chuck them in I've had the canary wolf where you've got four people standing you think the four people getting in the cab no three of them are guardians yep and they're slinging in the dead weight. Open the door, push them in. in uh, take her to, uh, and it's nearly usually a female, sadly. Take her to wherever. And it's like, it actually is a female. You've just chucked her in a black cab because you think it's safe, which is great. It's respectable of us. But really and truly, come on, you're, you're putting it. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes later, this, this person's now a bag on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, they will yeah. get worse as the journey goes on. So it's yeah. almost, uh, my sort of rule is like, you know, imagine that they're going to be two times. I mean, I, I very... I got pretty much stitched up with this this week, actually. I don't really, obviously, pick up a lot of drunks. don't really work that late. And because of a few Christmas parties and stuff going yeah. on, I got caught out with it. And um, But luckily, I mean, I'd already have money up front, but then it was just the other part of obviously getting them out at the other end, really. Yeah. But when they get in, you just say, look, okay, house number. Is there anyone at home? Um, and then it obviously helps ha- have me. Have you got any money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would have been paid up front, so that was oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if they're sick, then you know, how are you going to get money out of them? Even that. Yeah. yeah, luckily I haven't had a piece I have forever. taken a, an old guy to the cash point. Uh, he couldn't, he wasn't trying to knock me. He just couldn't function. <laughs> so I had to go into, you know, some of these cash points, certainly out in the countryside, they've got electronic doors that you have to use to even get in. The, the oh. card will work to let you into a part of the bank that is a small area where cash points are, cash machines. And we had to go in there. And then I had to get the pin out of him because he couldn't tap the, even the pins. So he's told me the pin. I, I think I remember taking out 60 quid, which was about the fare. Um, and that was it. So you, you're working with them to make sure he goes home. He ain't got a clue. He wake up the next day and not have any idea what he's paid or how, even how he got home. <laughs> it must be a mystery to them. Like there's a teleportation thing up there. I picked him up at Shoreditch at Brown's and then now he's gone home to Cobham and he's about 70 years old. He was, he was a banker of some sort and he, he was completely and utterly wasted. Did I ever tell you the story when uh, Houston, Texas? You was in Houston, Texas, or you wanted Houston, Texas? I was a drunk guy. Yeah. It was the Brit Awards, when it, in a Seagrave Road, then, which would come yeah. out to you at Seagrave Road, and uh, I see him walking, coming towards me, I'm going, oh, my God. He looks bad. And he was going, Houston, Houston. <laughs> I was in Houston, Texas, sir, or Houston Station? <laughs> in the back he goes, and I can't remember the exact route, but I thought, so I get out the Gloucester place, and I'll chuck it right run along the uh, Marlebone Road, Houston Road, and... Uh, as we're going up and I'm one of the rights I'm doing, I noticed the light's gone on, the door's open. Good job it wasn't a black cab I was in then, it was a private eye, because I reached and grabbed him because he'd opened the door to be sick. Oh. And I'm turning right, and I'm hanging on to him, <laughs> going round to the right. I had to get out and go round to talk to him and say, look, I'll, there's no problem to stop. I'll stop as long as you like. You, know, you fell you're out the door. Be, you'll, be, you'll be sick. Anyway, the wind is down and everything, and uh, we're off and we're away again. But anyway, we come out across the place, right onto that. And a, a, an old code I've got with friends is, or anyone, anyone, if you ring me and I'm P.O.B., I won't answer. If you ring me twice, I know that you want me to quickly answer because you're looking for something or whatever. Anyway, a friend of mine who's still a friend now, Gary, he rings me and he says, do you know you have a man hanging out the back of your vehicle? <laughs> your angel, <laughs> Sick all down the side of the car as I turn right. And he, they were sitting at the lights. <laughs> I come out and done a right in front of him. Uh, and when we got to the Houston station, he fell out of there. And he, he, I'll tell you who he was. He was a Granada, T executive, Granada TV yeah. executive. But luckily it was on an account job because I got paid lots of earnings and a full valet. Yeah, we don't get that one. No. And so. that, that raises the question of the valet. Um Getting money out of people for you try and get the, the sixty soil. quid. Sixty quid, isn't it? The soilage. Yeah. So you try and get the sixty quid. You try it, over. It's like, oh god. Yeah. What a but the only thing I will say, and another one of those drunk story <laughs> that happened to me. Um, 
The better now being a black cab driver is that partition, and I'll tell you why. What happened to me one night driving a car, and it was an old Rover, a 75, I believe, and uh, the guy sitting in the middle behind me hit the windscreen with the full vomit while I was driving. Oh. That car was never the same again. No, it never, it never goes, does it? No. The vomit smell never goes. Two or three years later, I think I can't smell it anymore. Someone would get in the cab instantly and say, has someone been sick yeah. in your cab? Well, the yes, whole dash, no everything was covered. Everything right uh, up, my shirt, my sleeve, everything was completely. So oh, you know, yeah. appreciate that you yeah, be a back cab driver. Don't be a private eye driver. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to jet wash the back as well if they were sick. You just literally go in the old tier, uh, fairway, mm-hmm. you just go in the garage, yeah. get the jet wash out, and just smash it because it's just. This was never that car never re- no, never recovered. And you need new carpet if you if you got the carpet <laughs> in the back and you ain't got the vinyl. You, it's just it yeah. always smells. It never goes. Yeah. If you um. So I get in your cab, Tom, and I get you to take me to Blackheath. And uh, as we get there, I think, oh, I got, I ain't got my credit card and I've got no cash, but I've got a checkbook. Mm. What are you going to do? I don't know. I've never, <laughs> never paid in a check in my life. I wouldn't even know how they work. Well, it's easy as well to bounce the check. Oh, you, know, yeah. you can write the check out wonky. It might be a fake check. We don't know what real checks are anymore. they still got checkbooks, though. I would don't well, know. I, mean, I haven't got one. Uh-huh. Uh, let's just say then. I'm ta- all right. Then I say to you, listen. All right. The fare's thirty pounds. Oh. Um, I've only got a fiver. You can do um, payment links. I've had this before, where the person hasn't been able to pay it, but they've been able to contact someone, and I've sent them a payment link. Yeah. that paid me via that. Yeah, I've never done that. I yeah. know you've just said that I've, you've done that before, but I've never done that, so I wouldn't know that. So you'd get stuck as well. So what are you going to? I've only got a fiver. What are you going to do? I've take your own. Take the passenger home. Yeah. Oh, take me. <laughs> <laughs> but but the other thing as well, I've got out the cab and I'm at the window. I'm trying to pay out the window. So I, you ain't got me in the cab now, and I'm I'm telling you there's a fiver. So take it or leave it, mate. No, you don't, no. It depends how much the difference it was. The fiver to what? Fifty quid. Sixty no, quid. No, you ain't swallowing it. No, you what can't. You, you can't swallow that. What are you going to do then? Well, cho- choice to take him to a police station. Or no. do you, I mean, the other thing to do... You've you got to get me back in the cab. Oh, I think I could. <laughs> <laughs> 55 <laughs> quid, I think <laughs> I could. <laughs> no, but another thing to do is if you ever get someone who's, who's had a good drink, I don't know if anyone's ever said this before, if someone's had a good drink and they pass out, and especially a lone female, don't get in the back. Don't no, go don't near them. The don't that hit the brakes. I'm sorry, they slide yes. off the seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you if you can't think of a police station nearby, think of maybe an embassy because there's always embassies like the Turkish embassy or the Egyptian embassy. There's always police officers outside there. But and you're near that oh, way. Oh, you're thinking where's the standing? Just, I would yeah, yeah pull yeah. up and I've, I've done it Tell before. Him. I've just gone make, make this guy up here. Yeah, because I've yeah. got no address. But you know, they might have said might have had it an area yeah. and not the station and you know and and they that, let them let them wake yeah, him up. Let them the deal with it. Of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, the, don't get involved yourself. This is actually I don't know if that was going to be one of your questions, Tom, but that is a very a top tip. What finding I, police? Or? Always. I've done the same thing many times, and when the wall of steel was there, it was very mm. easy because they on each of those booths was police officers all all the time. Yeah, the ring of steel. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure when they stopped standing there, but it, a few times I've had really bad passengers, and I would go back there and say to the policeman, "Please, can you get these people out?" Just get them out of my cab. These are bad people. Yes. I'm not taking them anywhere. Get them out. Um, and then other times, the the lone woman story, every cab driver's got to have the lone drunk woman who doesn't wake up. So you, if you get in the back, it's a risk. But you, if you go to a police station, then you can get a policeman to come out and you both get in the back and you, you wake them up or whatever it I is. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't know. Police, let them deal with it. Yeah. I would. Stand back, let them deal with it. I That's do have my two know. dead Germans story. <laughs> 
That's not, not everyone's got that story. I, d- I, uh, I did. Uh, you ain't got two dead No, jams, I haven't. Though. Funny enough, no. So we picked. I picked up two guys in um, Greek Street, Fresh Street, or Dean Street. I can't remember the years ago, but we were going to Seymour Street um, or Seymour Place, one or the other. And as we're going along, the the police station is probably gone now, isn't it? In Seymour Street, oh, Great Cumberland Place, just around there, there was a police station. Um, so anyway, I get there and I, I get to the destination, and I said, "Where do you want to go?" And they're, they're both gone. They're in the back, but they're not responding or anything. Um, so I got in the back and I shook them. And I swear to God, I thought, these are dead. They're both dead. Uh, they don't, they've been doing drugs in the gay bars in Soho. So I took them back to the uh, police station and I go in. I said, sorry, mate. I said, what? So I've got two dead Germans in the car. <laughs> he says, what? Yeah, two dead Germans. Uh, okay. So he comes out. He looks at me. He's, he's slamming them. There's nothing. There's no response. He said, oh, she's. He said, they're not dead. I said, oh, that's good. Um... We think, what do we do now? I don't know where they want to go. I can't get them out. And all of a sudden, they woke up, right? And they're, they're bolt up, right? Completely like, where are we? Are we here yet? And it's like, wow, we've just literally been slapping you and punching you and shaking you, and there was nothing. So they weren't dead in the no, end. But being German, they were used to that, that sort yeah, of interrogation. Yeah, interrogation. You can't make us talk. You will not make us talk. Oh, um, they weren't even German, was they? Well, I don't even know why I say they were German. I don't know why. But they, when they got in the cab, they obviously had a German accent and they got in the cab. And um, and again, it, whatever drug they'd taken, it was really like, mm. uh, they were completely alert, super alert. I think it was GBH they were doing. I don't know how alert that makes you. I don't know. Uh, which is emyl nitrate, isn't it? You like emyl nitrate, David. When I used to go to the gay bars back in the 80s, you had to have emyl nitrate. No, I remember in the 80s having emyl nitrate, and that just blows your head off. I wouldn't go nowhere near that. No. You, you, you put your nose within yeah. 30 foot of it. I don't know why I presume um, that's what they'd done, because I think it was probably... I don't think that would make you like that, would it? I don't that's know. Because it, it doesn't have a long-term effect, does it? It's a very short... Oh, very short. Yeah, yeah, very effect. short, but it's horrendous Not thing. that me and you know anything about how what? these things... Or happen. gay bars. Yeah, or gay bars. Um, <laughs> but you used to be able to buy it in uh, Soho. I don't know how that was. It was called Poppers, you know, Poppers? Yeah, pop, you, right, could buy, yeah. you could buy it anywhere. Legal highs yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you could buy it anywhere. Well, it's deadly. I'm well, it's all changed now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's I like a smelling... So if you hit it, whoa, bosh. Is it still about still legal? I haven't. Now? Well, I, haven't I, don't I don't think know. Soho is the same place anymore, is it? All the seedy Soho is gone. So, well, you say that the other morning, the guy on Oxford Street, about six in the morning, there's a guy standing there, and the other guy he's with didn't look like he should be with him. You know, like they looked two odd people, and uh, he just said to me, uh, "Greenwich." Well, Greenwich is like you know, this bingo for me, isn't it? This, yeah. uh, so. Uh, Anyway, turns look, taking him home and then speaking to his wife, he's in so much trouble. He's just, and uh, <laughs> this is six o'clock on a Sunday morning. And he said to me, I popped out and uh, he said, I got cut off by the protest. And I said, that was 12 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> he said, he said, sorry, I said, you've been out since 12 o'clock yesterday. He said, oh no, I come out earlier than that. <laughs> and then he's going, he said, and I'm in so much trouble with the wife. I said, I'm not surprised. He said, and he said, but um, he said, I forgot all about it really to meet her. So what do you mean? He said, well, no, I spoke to her early evening and told her to come and meet me in the West End. She's come up and by then I'm not answering the phone no more. I said, you let your wife travel from Greenwich to the West End and then didn't meet her. Oh. Didn't answer your phone. And she's gone home and it's now six in the morning and I'm taking you home. That, how much trouble is that man in? Oh, big. That's divorce. That's divorce trouble, isn't it? Yeah, but that's to say the seedy side, he'd been somewhere seedy, he told me. Oh. Quite seedy. Quite seedy, in fact. Yes. 
Couldn't, I oh. didn't even know where it was. Because he's only told me after I've got pulled away. And I didn't take too much notice, but he came out with a guy that looked more like a doorman, or dare I say, yeah. yeah well, when I was. when I was sixteen, I went up to long before your time. This Tom Soho was really seedy back then. They had peep shows. So we're sixteen. Me and my mate Trevor, we've gone up there, and they have a pound peep show where you go in, and there are all booths, and in the booth is a glass window that's got a light that stops you from seeing through the window, and there's a a slot machine, when you put a pound in, the light will go off and yep. you can see through the window. So put my pound in, 16-year-old boy, look through, and there's a woman naked on the bed. And she's just laying there. She's really bored. And I was like, oh, well, this is thingy. But the funny thing is you can see other windows. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. And I think, oh, and I'm only a boy, and I wasn't, you know, this for me was an adventure. And <laughs> when when I come out, because the pound didn't last long, my mate Trevor come out. I said, Trev, did you see it? It was rubbish. He said, no, I didn't see it. I said, what, what do you mean you didn't see it? I put my pound in. The light came on. She looked at me. I ducked. <laughs> he spent the, till the light went off again. He didn't care. That. He didn't see anything. And uh, we came out of there. Went into one of the strip clubs. We're underage. We go in there. And we order two pints of beer. And as I'm reading it, it says um, we don't sell alcohol. So they serve you in the. Do you remember the old jugs, Dave? The oh. jug, beer jugs. Send it out. Uh, this brown liquid. There's not beer. Because they don't, they're not allowed to. Sit, they don't have an alcohol license. But there's all these men waiting for us. I suppose a strip show to go off, um, and we're sitting there, and it's, they're putting the two beers, and the beers are only a pound, with a fourteen pound service charge. So again, we're two schoolboys. We now got to pay thirty quid for two beers, and uh, we both were out of our depth now, and we left. Years later, seeing all the stories, these are the places where you go, and you end up with seven, eight hundred pound bills, and they cart you to the cash point. And uh, get your card and take the money off you from the cash point. I think that's what was trying to happen to that guy the other morning. Yeah. And if I yeah, if he, when he put his arm out, I think he got. I uh, rescued him from the. Oh, dragging him to the cash point. I and think that's what was scared. Kind of. That's what my opinion was. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's why I said they didn't look good. They weren't meant to be together. Uh, and I think I he's come out of somewhere uh, and he didn't. Yeah. Know, oh, they they weren't meant to be together. They, they weren't like. Um, I thought you meant a bad relationship. It wasn't yeah. Chaz and Dave. They wasn't friends. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you saved him. Well done, Dave. Yeah. And he was, that's why I say he was telling me then that the guy was trying to say to him, You owe me 1400 quid. God, can you imagine the amount of cab drivers went past him and went, Sorry, mate, don't go Greenwich. Yeah, He's like, yeah. No, help me, help me. He's got my nuts in a vice. <laughs> <laughs> save me. What we should do at the end of this is a summary of the, the tips. So we, because we're coming across a few, few little nuggets. We've only done about three, but yeah. yeah. Well, what's, what's next, Gone? I don't know. There's, some of these are just a bit kind of. Doesn't matter. Nothing. Now. We'll make it something. Yeah, we we that was. We think we went off on some great tangents there. <laughs> Another one I had recently. I guess it's when are you like the balance between being firm with a passenger and being mm. obliging with a passenger? You know, because obviously you get some pass- passengers that really sort of talk down to you, and obviously with us with our badge and our livelihood, sometimes it is yes sir, no sir, three bags full. But then yeah. there's other times where you got to cut in and go, actually, no. Yeah. I'll, can I give you an example? Yeah, yeah. The law. And I'll give you an example. I, I picked up someone in the last couple of months and uh, I'm doing the 20 mile an hour, which is 20 mile, it's 20 mile an hour. Ah, uh, yeah. I was going up, yeah. I think I was going to St Pancras and I've gone up on the Marleybone Road and the camera's along there, isn't there, 20 miles an hour and I'm doing 20 miles an hour. And I'm, I'm then asked, um, is it 20 miles an hour along here? Yes, it is. Oh, is there a camera there? I said, there's one further up. Basically saying, why are we doing yeah. 20 when it, there's Speed no up. camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, are you asking me to break the law? I said, oh, no, 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 no. Well, fine, sit back and relax. 
Yeah. Was he posh as well, Dave? Yeah, he's a very posh person. <laughs> come out, of, I think I come out of Queen's Gate or something like that. Was down yeah. there, I picked him up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, ask him. Yeah, so and I was firm. No, I'm not going to do it. Yes, don't break. If you want to get out, fine, get out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it like that, as crude as that. But you know, yeah, I I, I wouldn't anyone feel pressured. The great line of "I've got a train in eight minutes." This yeah. ain't the 1980s. Oh, that was another one I was going to come on to. Yeah. Yes, the 1980s when you went two wheels around a corner for people, yeah, and drove did. head first up along the platform. Yeah, that doesn't happen. This ain't the Sweeney, is it? Yeah, my mate, my mate Stephen Gardner told me that one. He used to say when they get in and they say I've got a train in fifteen minutes, he used to say, "Put your seatbelt on." And then he'd, be, he'd go into turbo drive and he was sort of like give them the ride of, ride from hell of getting them to the station. But you say you can't do that anymore at all. No. I'll yeah. a quick line. I was listening to a, I was a friend on the, on the phone, hands free, of course. And he's on the phone. He's waiting for a passenger coming out. And this passenger now is 20, 25 minutes late. Going to Gatwick, I think it was. And I could hear the passenger come flying out, jumped in and said, quick as you can, Gatwick, quick as you can. And <laughs> Gary replied, don't do quick, sir. We do on time. <laughs> get in your car on time you'll be there um, not, you're not going to lose your licence are you to get, if you can't get out of bed yeah. <laughs> it's not my problem so that's the, to say that don't when are you firm don't, don't be don't pressurised into breaking the law yeah. yeah I sometimes like to try and slow the interactions down a bit because it's often with like a bit of panicky and hurry yeah, nurse and if you sort of just pull up the cab and then you sort of stop turn around and go you know it really slows it down and they realise yeah. how much of a it is Dick what it move, is. Yeah. Yeah. Your one with the speed cameras I had with zebra crossings on the King's Road. And the guy, I stopped at the zebra crossing. They've actually got feet on the, in the road, in the tarmac. So I've got to stop. Otherwise, I'll hit them. And then I go up the road a few few yards. And then there's the next one. It's got their feet on the crossings. They're crossing. I stop. And he's like, Are you going to stop at every zebra crossing? And I think, Well, yeah, people are actually on them. I've, I'm, I'm you know, I, can't, I know how to duck through a zebra crossing when they're coming yeah. to it. But, they're on them, and that's the that's the deal. You want me to run them over, and he gave me the ump. So much so that I remember it to this day. I obviously gave me the right ump. I don't think I did do that, that uh, this lady. I did say, what time's your train? Mm. Get the time. I yeah, said, yeah. You've, you have plenty of time. You've yeah. plenty of time. You know there, there is no need for us to go hurtling down the road. Yeah, I often shut them down at the very first sight. Like one of my mates is, is a bit more optimistic, so they get in and go, oh, we got. can we get here for this time or whatever? Like I had one... Just like last week, I think it was over Waterloo Bridge, and it was, I think it was about twenty minutes to get from like the Aldwych, and he wanted to go over to London Bridge, but it's like in the height of the West End, uh, you know, like ten o'clock at night, and he's saying, "Yeah, I've got a train to catch it like at 11 and this is like you know twenty to eleven, and I just said, "Well," and he, but he was really insistent, "I've got to get there for then." I'm like, "It probably ain't going to happen," you know, like it could yeah, happen, yeah. but I just want. I'm more of the pessimist side of it, yeah. you know, because otherwise you have to carry that expectation, and then you're there thinking like, "Oh, am I going to get?" I'm like, "No." Yeah, and it's your fault. Why is it your yeah, fault? Yeah, yeah, it is my fault. Yeah. Yeah, why is I, it my I, fault? Yeah. I didn't not leave early enough. I was mm-hmm. doing my job, and now you, whatever you did, you did too much of it. Yeah. We don't so, do quick, we do on time. Yeah, don't and don't get involved. So the, lo- the situation is don't particularly break the law for anybody. Um, the other one I want to cover as well, because I know some drivers do it, is the, the restrictions, say, I don't know, Tottenham Court Road, Bishopsgate and that, and I think you've talked spoken about it on this podcast before, when drivers like, oh, yeah, I do it, there's no cameras down there. Mm. It's like... I don't care if there's no cameras. That's what the science is. I don't agree with it. Yeah. But you shouldn't. I do. It really annoys me when cab drivers do do that. When they're like going through somewhere, the taxi's clearly on that. Or roads closed. Don't worry. The sign's been pushed aside. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. it says the road's closed. Yeah. If you have an accident or something happens in that duration, 
And what happens as well when it's basically the Bishopsgate one, for instance, are you getting, no one's getting tickets, are they? So you, you'll start realising you're not getting tickets, but all of a sudden it's now turned on. Now you are getting tickets. Well, that's why you can't do it three or four times a day. For, and then two weeks later, you're going to get dozens and dozens of tickets. Mm. It could be an, an occasional time. But it's not even the ticket factor. Yeah. For, well, obviously it is. It's going to suck if you get the ticket, but it's more like, oh, we can... No, that, that's what the sign says. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. highway code, the I'm law, gonna, like first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a great reasoning with the with the passenger in the back. I mean, I had a, a guy I picked up at around Chiswick Keyway, and they've got like a low traffic neighbourhood with no taxis through there. And he's phoned me up on the app, going, "Oh, you taxis always come to my door and pick me up. You can go." And I'm looking at it; it doesn't have any mention of taxis. It's restricted time. I turn around. There's a camera up there. Yeah. So I'm not going through it. Yeah. And uh, he got out and he was in a real strop and a bit of a hump and he got in there and he's Googling on his phone. He's like, oh yeah, damn it, you can go through it. It's like, you just told me you could. Yeah. And they're going to walk away. Yeah, and you're, you're going to pay the bill. Fine, three points, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, you're going to be... I think what it. we've hit on here is that we sometimes put too much passion into what we think we should do for the passengers. So our mm. job is to take you from A to B We and just relax. And I think when you're a novice, when you're early on in the trade, that you probably feel this passion of like... Oh, for example, the Bishopsgate bus gate. Oh dear, I, I want to. It's only up there, but he's he's going to think it's strange if I now start going all the way around and I go into East Cheap and whatever I need to do to get up. And it's like, well, that's the deal. That's yeah, tell him. That's what you have I to think, do. I think yeah, it's having to be able to put your foot down and just quite confidently say, look, this is what yeah. I have to do. I had a, another one. It was just yesterday, a lady who, or the other day. Park Lane's been quite bad southbound lately because of the Piccadilly underpass being shut. So that's been mega getting down there. And she held me right at the gate, you know, north of Hyde Park, and she wants to go to somewhere Chelsea or whatever. And I'm thinking, great, I'm on the park, I can go straight through it. And she goes, oh, do we go Do we go Park Lane? Or do we go through the park? She's like, she's like in the side going, oh, do I? Do Because I? I don't mind if the passenger says, I want to go this yeah, way. Because yeah. you're like, fine, I'll go your way, I don't care. Absolutely. And I'm sure... You'll all agree with me on this, yeah? Yeah. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Rule of thumb, if they give you a route, we, we, yeah. don't come out with the ego bit, I want a better route, or my route's better. No, they've just given you their route. You're just a driver. No. Do I you? don't care if it's not. No, if no, I know it's worse, I, yeah. I'll say to you, it might be busy, but I don't care if it's worse. Yeah. I'm yeah. going, what you, you say through the park, and I know it's full, we're going Void to the park. you of all responsibility yes. and accountability, Completely. 100%. Yeah. So anyway, but she wasn't coming up with any sort of solution. She's going, oh, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, so I had to just diplomatically say to her, because I started going to the park, she goes, oh, why are you going through the park for? And I'm like, well, there's not many options here. And I said, look, I know at this time, park lane is going to be terrible. Mm. Getting through the park, it's going to be terrible. It's probably going to start queuing up from the bridge. It's going to take about 15 minutes or 10 minutes from the bridge. I'm going through the park, it's the best option. And then she just shut up and she was absolutely happy as Larry after yeah. that. Because you just sort of laid out the options and said, this is what's happening, I'm doing that. But you're also letting her know you have... Thought about it. You're yeah, not yeah, just yeah. driven off but in again, any direction but if she without did, care. But yeah. I wouldn't have done that had she given me an option. If she said Kensington Church Street or Park Lane or whatever, then fine, I would have gone with yeah, that. Yeah. But because she was going, uh, 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 and if I would have gone, uh, 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 then yeah, we would have yeah, both yeah. been in this stalemate. And yeah. she would have, then she could have had a go at me. So yeah. that tip there is basically take control, be confident, say the route you've done because you basically know the best route. But here's a little dilemma then. So what happens here? So we are pulling up and... There are eight people waiting and you've pulled up and the other people behind there are flagging you down. There's a cab already waiting and you pull behind that cab. They get in the cab in front and they, they then get in your cab. They're all going the same place. The driver drives off and you're going to somewhere. Let's pick an example. I don't know. But anyway, the driver drives off. Pad, and pad it into King's Cross. 
Well, okay, they're going to work because it's a straight road. But yeah. Yeah. We're going Paddington to King's Cross. Let's just do um, let's do Victoria yep. instead to uh, King's bit, Cross. Bit of Roos, yeah, bit, bit of yeah. choice of Mayfair or Park Lane kind of ideas. And the driver is going up Park Lane and you think, I, w- I should have turned, we could have turned right here and gone through Stanhope Gate and cut across the corner here in some way. So do you turn right and let him go off in his direction or do you follow him? I generally follow. I would. I would, yeah. You know why? So they get dropped together. So they yeah, stay absolutely. together. So that's why the, would you split up a family or a group? And why would you get two different fares? Yeah, would you why just you create two yeah. different fares? If I whoever you meet and it's a two, I always say I'm, I'm happy to follow you, whatever you yeah. know. Whichever way you go, tell me, what, give me a rough idea where you're going in case you get caught with lights. But yeah. yeah, I'll just plod along behind you. It's kind of quite fun sometimes working out other drivers because you get in your own patterns and habits. Yeah. And you see other drivers doing, you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that? yeah. Now you've hit on something. They're very similar to the route I just mentioned, which was an accident. But I did have a, this multiple drop thing, and an old boy, a proper low badge number, was in the, the other cab, and he was in front of me. And he, he drives off, and it was. I turned right, stand up again. We're going to Camden. I turned right, stand up again, cut all the way across Mayfair, and I probably came out on Tottenham Court Road in some way in the old days and went straight up for wherever we was going at Camden. Uh, he went up straight up Park Lane. His passengers are standing on the curb waiting for us, aren't they? He's gone Park Lane, Gloucester Place, around the Regent's Park, and he's, he's there. I've cut across Mayfair, come out Tottenham Road, thinking I'm being clever, being super-duper, loads of lefts and rights. They're not only there, and they've got less fare. Paying, they're, why are we paying 11? He's only, they only paid eight quid. And you think like, rule. so when that happens, follow the cab in front. There's no ego involved. And I also would say this. I'm following the cab in front now. I don't even concern myself whether I think his route is good or bad. He's the leader. I'm following him. The passengers will get out. They'll all pay the same and I'm on to the next job. I don't care about whether that was a good route or a bad route. No, there's no such person as good or bad. As long as you no. get them there. Yeah. Well, it's all circumstantial, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. Depending on, but yeah follow, you're, you're together. It's similar on what you just said there. This isn't related to following another cab or two cab job. But during COVID, I had a, a nice job uh, taking people all over sort of the country from like a... Um, it was a, a medical trial place. And um, so there was a load of drivers that did it, but we, we didn't know when the pickup was. We'd just have to wait around the Great Suffolk Street area and we'd get a timing of the pickup and they'd go all over the country. Anyway, so we were waiting there and it was always a bonus if you got off first because you didn't. You could be there for hours because of how the nature of the medical trial. Yeah. So get my passenger and it's going up to Manchester, somewhere like that or whatever. And um, sorry, it's a little humble brag there. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, whichever one I was doing, I had to get up to the M1. Yeah. And um, there was a few other drivers there and it's always like, yeah, sweet, I've got to pick up my passenger, I get to go. And because it's all fixed price, you just want to do it as quick as possible, yeah. get out of London as quick as possible. And um, a couple of drivers I sort of left behind, yeah, living behind, and then I'm going up the M1, I'm, I'm seeing one of the drivers who hadn't even picked up yeah, their passenger. They Well, they'd left after me because yeah. I'm, I'm straight in there out. And I'm going up the M1, I'm like, I recognise that number plate. And it's just so staggering how... He's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't believe it. And that's Mark Morris, the Cab Driver of the Year Award we was talking about. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he threw down some Honestly, tricks. and he's messaging me going like, yeah, and he gave me the route. I can't remember what it was. Like, yeah, bash it up here. But it is staggering how you think it's quick. Yeah. But then some... There's, there's loads of little I wonder how many it. things like that that I'm missing out on mm. or other people missing out on. I used know? to use that particular one, as I said, as a lesson anyway. If you think about it, I know Park Lane is as fast as it used to be, but Park Lane lost the place and into the Euston Road. You're at King's Cross Station. Why are you doing anything else? You've been doing steady 40s and back then, and you're doing steady 20s now, but you're doing steady. You're not slowing to turn, slowing to turn and everything else. 
and it was very much Park Lane, Gloucester Place is a, a way of getting straight out to the Euston Road and go north anyway. But when you're knowledge boy orientated, you're too cutting it across, but you should be a little bit more elbowed as a cab driver. You'll yep. get much faster journeys that are going to be less money. Yeah, because it's just that time of slowing down, like say, yeah. taking the turns and, and, and so such forth. much such easier thinking pattern as well. And bus lane. Yeah, bus lane. Yeah, and trying to remember there's a bus lane you're going to be going. Don't get involved in traffic when there's a bus lane that will do the job for you. I do like that calculation, you know, different times of day as well, because that always plays into it. Mm. Just yeah. yeah it well, that, that comes into the shift as you work as well. I could not work days. I couldn't figure it out because I was too uh, too in night time. Night time, you've got less to think about and more freedom to go any route you like. Daytime, you, well, basically, you've got no routes, have you? You'd think, go on the embankment, I get stuck. I go in the middle along Fleet Street and Strand, I get stuck. I go a little bit higher for High Holborn and Holborn, I get stuck. <laughs> you think, How am I going to get there? <laughs> What's changed since you? Google Maps of traffic. Yeah, the, the I know. traffic now. We we can just have a map page open and see where traffic is. So if you're working days, although the, most roads are full, to be honest, with you, yeah, you can go. Oh, look, the, the, the four, the Cromwell Road's packed. Something's happened down there. Or whatever. I'm going to go out the forty. Yeah, Mondays mm. are great for that for me, just because you could just you can just pick and choose any route. You just you could almost screw up basically. You can go, oh, I went wrong there. Oh, so I just because it's quiet on Monday. Yeah, just Monday, yeah. you just drive around. But you try to do that on a Thursday night. Ooh, yeah, are you on days? Or no, nights? no, more nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot more freedom of the routes when when you're on nights. You can really. I don't know. I think it's nighttime traffic's getting a lot worse now. Uh, you do say that, and I said it yesterday to the cab driver. Uh, there's a lot of traffic at night last night, but I'm coming from a different generation. I mean, yeah. I haven't worked properly for years now. But yeah, it, it's, the traffic it seems horrendous. When you say nights, what do you mean? What time would you start approximately? Well, uh, I work into the night, not so you're like split. all night. Yeah, it's yeah, a split. split yeah, it's split. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I would yeah. do four till um, well after midnight. That would be my main shift. So I'd probably be four till four would be a general shift. That's tough four, isn't it? I used to do six till six years ago, six till six in the morning, and that's tough. That yeah. last couple of hours, two or three hours is tough. But oh, I don't you, do that now. I'd do you like, believe I'd in that idea of always doing one? You need to do one rush hour. You yeah, I only work one rush hour. I try yeah. only to work one rush hour. I never work two rush hours. Yeah. No, I wouldn't come out at, say, six in the morning and still be out at seven, eight at night, and I've done two rush hours. No, that's that's too tough. And that, that 12 o'clock in the afternoon, lunch, dead, dead spell. I'd, I'd come out about lunchtime normally, anywhere between 12 and 4, anywhere around there, whatever I'm doing, come out at that time, and I'd stay till yeah. you know, midnight, 11. What was the conclusion of the tip, really? Well, you could put up the... Follow, do you follow the cab in follow front? The ca- always follow mm. the cab in front. Don't do mm. anything. Don't think you're yeah. clever, no matter what they do. And be humble. He may be making a mistake of it because he's really, really uh, thinking about the route because he's the front cab driver. Be humble and happy that you're not the one having to think of that route and follow him and set the passengers down. No one's the wiser. They pay their money and on you go. And next time it'll be you who picks the wrong And route. next time you're the one in front worrying, and we'll what's the, the driver way. behind me thinking? I have, I have had it, though, when you are following him and you're like, Am I still following the right cab? <laughs> be all right. You, you, you switched off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you talk about switching off. That brings the fact that the passengers in the back and you don't know they're there. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a story there. I don't know if you could tell it. Uh, like yeah. I have done a few myself where you're driving along and you suddenly you, the, the the job is going kind of towards home. You forget they're there, and all of a sudden they speak. You jump. You think, oh dear, no, they've not <laughs> forgot I had someone. I'm glad they woke me up. So where was you going again? I was. I was a, a driver. I know he, he was coming in from the airport, and he, he he completely forgot he had passengers in the back, and pulled up at the Mandarin Oriental and got on the rank. <laughs> and it was only when the voice in the back said, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> it made him jump. <laughs> He's ranked up as well. <laughs> 
He just come along. He says, "I just thought, well, that's Andy. There's no one on it. Look, I'll yeah. get on that." Yeah. Well, you know, one of the tips they give you when you do your talk, your final talk, is always because you don't always it, but always have a look in the back when the passenger gets out. Really, I yeah, always that's, that's, that's a rehearsed line there that yeah. I say. Yeah, please take all your belongings. Have one last look as you get out. Yeah. Check the seat because it's it's a weekly occurrence, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I generally used to forget, and the next passenger in finds it and hands it to you, and you think, oh, okay. It's the aggro getting it back to him. Yeah. Yeah, which is if you do check it, then it's, yeah, then yeah. you are much covered there. On the aggro of getting it back to them, I did have once have, um, I think it was a bunch of keys, and um, I remembered some details about the job, but I couldn't get them. I, I thought, I leave them in the cab. As soon as I'm near a police station, I put them in. And then I got to a police station somewhere down in South East London and I gave them into the counter and I said, they were left in my cab a week ago and um, the job was going to uh, Crofton Park and uh, the guy left them in there. So it will go to lost property because they will, if you've left something in a cab and they know, they will find it. They will get it back if there's a bunch of keys. And the policeman started having a gut at me and telling me that um, you should have handed this in the next day and stuff like that. And I started thinking to myself, if you do that, you know what I'm going to do in future? I'm going to throw it in the bin. I'm not going to round it in at all. So I'm handing them in now and you're berating me for being a week late and um, should have done it within 24 hours and stuff. Well, a bit ridiculous, really. I think the rules are 24 hours, aren't they? It is, yeah, yeah something right. like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember why I didn't do it within 24 hours, but... Well, you didn't find them, did you? Obviously. I only say so I only found them like five hours ago. Yeah, you could have said that, but also mm. sometimes you, you do things true, in it that you forget that you're doing it. I mean, they were in the little cubby tray and I kept on thinking I'm going to do it and then you postpone it and then a week's gone by, well, a year and... Yeah. Anyway, so well, I nearly forgot what I think I had the phone back once. This was a while ago, but I was I completely forgot about it. I was going to meet the guy like about midday, like around Oxford Street or something like that. And literally, my mate reminded me of it. And I was like, oh. and I'm like mid like journey with a passenger on, and then this person like I think they called me or whatever on someone else's phone, and um, it was the most serendipitous encounter that I'm driving down Oxford Street and that this person's like there to like meet me, and I've got a punter on, like just complete chance that I yeah. And so literally just exchange of like him uh, grabbing the phone and then chucking a bottle of wine through to me to say thanks for returning my phone. But oh, I had completely forgot, and he's just like this weirdest exchange where he just gives me. A, a and you still had a passenger in the back as well. Yeah, I had a passenger in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that now I forgot about that one. Yeah, now, I've come up with another one. Sometimes I don't know if it's off track, but you're you've took the fare, and you ain't got enough diesel or petrol or whatever. You know that it ain't gonna last it, so. You've got to stop in the you know, TX or the fairway. You've got to stop and get diesel. So do you stop? And they're they're sitting in the back. You have to explain to them. That's really unprofessional. Yeah, so I've never never had that unprofessional. Oh, I have. Just wait there. I just got to fill it up with diesel. I'll stop the meter. Uh, you, I tell you what, it's usually has been. It's on a rotor, so uh, yeah. not a super long rotor, but an throw, for instance. I'm, I'm now know my shifts are coming to an end, but you know you've jumped in right? and. All the petrol stations have slowly, slowly disappeared. So you're always waiting for a fare to get you near a diesel a petrol station so you could fill up, but it doesn't happen. And as that slowly ticks on, you suddenly get EFRO and you know that this is borderline. I need to explain to him I need to stop and just remember the meter. Would you have done a tankful in a shift? Would you have used <clears> a tankful? Not necessarily, but you're, oh, you're, you're going to berate me now for not yes. filling up before I start my shift. Yes, exactly. So if <laughs> yeah. you go outside to my one now, even though I've only come here, you'll see it's full of electric and full of fuel. So, top tip, fuel up before you start your shifts. And also, fuel yourself. Plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, plenty of food and water, so you're fresh. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it, it, I, I believe looking after your passengers starts with you. Yeah. If you look after yourself, 
you're groomed, well slept, well fed, your cab's clean, you've already started looking after your passengers. And by that, you're looking after your family because you're able to work safe and get home. Bloody amazing. This is wisdom right here, folks. I mean, but it is, though. (laughs) Nuggets. But even even how well you can then operate and do the job, it's in your best interest to do that because if you're, like, well hydrated, well slept, you're not hungry or Mm. thinking about going to the toilet, you can just do the job to the best of your ability and that probably has knock-on effects and compounding anyway. Yeah. You get off the job quicker, you get onto another one, you're probably making more money because you're... Yeah, you're looking after yourself. Well, it helps with the road rage as well. So we're now onto another subject of uh, road rage with drivers. So I've always told my students, drive with the most happiest heart you can drive with because as soon as you lose it, it will cost you money. The shift will be over. Whatever it is, your psychological damage that you just took on, you'll go home, you'll be arguing with yourself. So I tend to say that you're doing professional driving. So I have indicated to change lanes. I know that you have the opportunity to let me change this lane, but if you decide that you're not going to let me change this lane, I will change this lane anyway because I've been doing this for years. And you can get out of the lane that you was in. The person there behind you is aggressively angry and whatever. Just stay calm, stay happy, carry on with your job. Whatever happens, never get out, never lose your temper. Just keep driving professionally. It's a good thing for life anyway, but that stoical approach. Yeah. And I like to think of it, the, the mental analogy I think of is if you're having a game of tug of war, which is what most road rage is. Yeah. I'm at the other end and I'm just going to drop the rope. Yeah. They can pull on that rope all they like. And just, I mean, there was a good one I learned from Darren Brown years ago. And he, he got approached after some magic convention and someone comes up to him and says like, Oh, you, you want to fight? Do you mate? Just a proper, <laughs> like just drunk geezer, just looking at someone to pick on and he picks on him. And he's there going, Oh God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Cause if you, if you question it, if you go, Oh, I'm sorry or whatever, it kind of adds fuel to the fire. So if you're getting in road rage with anyone, more if you go, oh, what was that? And then it just constantly spirals, doesn't it? So he just goes, well, the wall outside my house is three foot tall. The bloke's like, what? And it just completely diffuses the yeah, situation yeah. entirely. So if ever it gets to that point, I mean, again, you don't really want to engage with anyone at all no. because the second you engage in any form, even eye contact, a glance, anything like that can be interpreted as, oh, that guy's doing me in or whatever, just... Put the blinders on, look straight ahead. Um, but if, if I have had times like that, you just break it up and go, oh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Yeah. And it's just like, well, what's breakfast got to do with it? And then just, I, yeah. just see you later. It's all gone. I don't have a similar idea I used to do. I, I remember having an argument with a guy in Borough High Street. It wasn't I wasn't arguing. And he managed to get beside my window. And I said to him, listen, mate, do you know something? If me and you met in a pub, we'd probably be mates. So... Whatever's going on between us right now, it's all an illusion. It's all in your imagination. We're playing a game of, um, of uh, we could name this game of car driving something if you like to. And I basically won. Today I won, but I lose half a dozen times. And you're angry that you lost and you've ended up behind me. I've let you come beside me. We just don't, don't let it get us down. And he started a little bit of giggle and it was fine. We, he mustn't lose it. Because now we're on to bilkers, I imagine. Let's, let's Ooh, do bilkers. Yeah. Because I think people probably need a lot of advice with bilkers. One, can you spot a bilker? Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. What's some sometimes. telltale songs, David? Well, I've said another podcast. I pulled up Russell Square, and I was actually POB. I pulled up the lights, and the guy came out. He hadn't even paid any attention whether I got a light on or anything. Yeah. I put the window down because he wants to talk to me, and he just said, I've got money. 
<laughs> I just put the window up and just drove off. I didn't bother speaking to him. So, but, but yeah, who, who on earth says that kind of thing? I've got money. Yeah. This obviously means I've got money and it's there. It's going to be when I go and pick it up and he thinks I'm going to let him go walking off through a council estate to find out he's not going to come yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, well, talking to council estates, if you ever get a fair, fair to the Blantyre estate, you know the Blantyre? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the crooks on the Blantyre on King's Road. And also down in Brixton and all that. I, I, you, you just know, but let it go. Don't get, mm. don't get well, into that's, it. That's let the it tip. Go. What happens? You've been built. Let what do you do? Let it go. Let it go. It's just part and parcel. It's very rare that it happens. It doesn't happen a lot. No, I know. But no matter the price, no matter the money, the you will lose more if you do anything more than just drive off and get into the next fair. Anything you do will cost you more money than it's already cost you. If you get involved, but also if if you're working late in the evening, and someone wants to go. Let's make it up. If someone's go to Maidstone, mm-hmm. you're quite within your rights to ask for something up front. But the, the opposite thing would be, I won't take it anyway. It's either money up front, or you're not taking it, are you? Yeah, no, no, no. you're not going to take a chance, are you? No, not at all. There was a lot. I'll get me. I got the LTDA. There was something in the diary. I've, I've seen it in there. There's sort of laws and abstract, and it's something relating to that part of yeah. payment or whatever. I think it it can be done, but yeah, I, you can refuse it because it's so far anyway. Can't you? Yes. So on the grounds of refusal, do you you kind of have some power? And what to do. what are the grounds of refusal? What, what's the twelve miles in it? Anything else? An hour. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything in London takes yeah. an hour now, though, doesn't it? I know. Yeah. yeah, it used to be six miles, didn't it? You you're not pr- from that era of six miles, okay. so we used to refuse six miles. But it used to be twenty. It's twenty miles from Heathrow and twelve miles from London that you you couldn't refuse. And you tw- uh, twelve miles from where you are, or from Charing Cross, or what? That was the other thing. Where's, so the, where's the 12 miles start? It, basically, I think... The, How the about if you're in Streatham and they say, well, you should never 12 miles further south? Or? Yeah, no, you're not, I don't think you have to. Or 12 miles from Charing Cross? We'll have to check that now because it didn't used to be. You're in London and we're, we're, we're London cab drivers obliged so to take you six miles within London. Then the 12 mile thing came, which is almost one side of London the other. Um, and I've, I don't know this answer mm. to this one again. I need to brush up. So mm, is it only that. 12 miles yeah. within our jurisdiction that we are, are working that we take you? And outside that, because from Heathrow... It must be from where you are, because hence why Heathrow changes to 20 miles. No, because Heathrow changes twice. It's 20-mile journeys from Heathrow, but if you get a journey that's going out, you end up on a thing where they won't give you the ticket to come back just because yes, it's yeah. out of... How about if I'm standing in Canyon Town and yeah. I flag it down and I say to the driver, Chiswick, has yeah. he got to take me? Oh, now we've got to measure it, haven't we? <laughs> 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 well, they're both inside, aren't they? Barely, barely, Canyon Town's barely just in it. Isn't it? Yes, and Canyon Chiswick's in, just basically just in it, isn't yes. it? Yes. That's why I use those two as extremes. But yes. But I, I don't know. The, I had one of the best ones at Euston once and a lady got in and, um, yeah, she, she, she got in and... Um, Oh, well, I wasn't ruining it because it was where she, you know, you get that disabled sort of pickup, and she yeah. she was quite high and mighty that she got to go. There was a massive queue of people, basically. She was quite high and mighty that she got to be able to skip that queue. And uh, she gets in, she goes, oh, well, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere southeast. I really didn't want to do the job. and But I was like, that's got to be over 12 miles. So I quickly, I didn't pull off. I just quickly put it in the Google. And you've got to make sure when you do it to actually start calculating the route because it would give you mileage initially as the crow flies. Yeah. And then, of course, as the driver. The route, which, again, it. Is it as the crow flies? Exactly. Or is so it have I journey? just done myself in here? Yeah. So, but anyway, clarification we'll needed. go further. So I said, no, madam, I'm not going there because it said like 12.1 miles. I'm like, yeah, score, you know. Um, and I, it's, I got some cop from other drivers saying, like, oh, look, you're on a rank, you know, you should have taken it or whatever, you're brimming it or whatever. 
Um, but I said, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. She said, well, I'll take your badge number then. I was like, and she was going on in the circles. Yeah, we'll take your badge number. I'm going to report you. And I was like, yeah, cool. You can do that. I said, even better. There's a compliance officer over there. There was a the compliance officer at uh-huh. TFL. And they came along and they went, yep, he can do that, madam. He's well within his rights. I'm like, yes. The only time I ever wanted to see a compliance officer. Why did you refuse her? Uh, I was, I'm out west and it was just like getting towards the end of the night, you know, yeah. Oh, tum, tum, Yeah. But above 12 miles, I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm there thinking about your um, Canningtown Chiswick, and it just occurred to me, obviously, it's a six-mile radius of Charing Cross, so if you go to the edge, that's six miles. You go to the other edge, that's six miles. So anything boundary to boundary is 12 miles as the crow flies. Mm. So anything boundary to boundary is over 12 miles because of that fact. That there's no way in the world that you're going to be able to do a straight route from there to there. So it's going to put on more than 12 miles. So you can technically refuse that. So you could refuse it even though you could still be inside the knowledge area. Yeah, because it, you, you're definitely... well. Now, so we're opening up things that we need to clarify. Because I kind of used to think I, that I know these. Well, yes, cab drivers don't even know the rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. God knows what TFL know about no. this. So is it as the crow flies or is it as the road drives? And if we know that, is it within only our boundary and anything outside our boundary we don't have to do? So these are questions so, we're going to need to get answers to and I'm going to ask them. So I have to remember them and I'll um, get answers for us. And the reason I'm asking is what supersedes what? When it's within the... Our area, or whether the twelve miles. Where does the twelve miles start? Yeah, I know someone's got to know. Well, you can refuse it if it goes outside the metropolitan area, can't you? That's the point. Then that goes a lot further. No, the metropolitan police ain't our governor anymore. Well, no, but like the great London London boroughs. Yeah, London boroughs boroughs goes further. Yeah, the metropolitan police um, boundary used to be far bigger than the London boroughs boundary, and then I think they brought it back into to to match each other in two thousand. But before that. The knowledge suburbs were enormous. They included South Mims, Cobham. Um, we went a lot further than you guys when you did the Mickey Mouse suburbs. Yeah, but it's just say, like, oh, you used to say, forward A1, forward A1. Comply roundabout, leave by A1. <laughs> what did you say to South uh, it, it was Roundabout, 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 roundabout. <clears throat> yeah. That's something anyway. like Chaz and Dave then. Roundabout, 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 roundabout. Right. So we're going to need to get some clarification. I'll try and get answers and we'll put them in. Go on, Thomas, you got any more? I, would, I kind of outsourced a few of these to Twitter as well because I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll see what else. Oh, you lazy well, son. Yeah, yeah, well, well, actually, one of the ones I started with, and this really annoys me, is when people get in the wrong side of the cab, Ooh. get in and out like the live side, you know. I would oh, actually yeah. make a point of locking the doors and say, come round that side because if that door swings open, you're on Oxford Street and someone's trying to get round you, they're cyclists. Yeah. No. That's, I mean, I don't have any stories to say about that because it really is, oh, I yeah, feel like it's happened. just an obvious one, but it's the it's the Uber look, isn't it? When yeah. you know the car just pulls up in front of you, all like four doors fly open, and people just get out everywhere. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. Looks awful. Yeah. Um, so I always try and make a point of like, you know, oh, you talking about getting out, or getting in, getting in and out. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few times where like people go for the door, and you're like, no, I, yeah, I had a woman, I shouted at, I was going, no, 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 because I could see a cyclist coming, coming. and she goes. Oh, you scared me. I'm like, well, you scared <laughs> me. <laughs> and that poor cyclist. I like the name live side. Yeah, getting yeah. out of the live side is good. That's a nice little terminology. We Not getting add. out of the live side, yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. get out. And don't get in the live side as well. Yeah. Have you had that where you pull up and then there's, there's someone jumping in the left and there's someone jumping in yeah. the right and they're not even related to They're just no. two different castings. You're like, oh. hold on, someone has to fight this out now. <laughs> I had it last night. Did you really? Yeah, oh. last night. And I had to say, sorry, this this couple was first. Like, and I had seen them first. So it's the first one I see. Well, yeah, you do. It. I do it on the basis yeah. of who I saw and was stopping yeah. for. Whoever else is. I don't know who you are. So Aaron, uh, Crazy Ginger Cabby says, tell them to put their belts on as we will encounter some outside filth driving. Outside filth driving? Yeah, just saying that there's a lot of 
filth in London, obviously. Yeah, he likes the filth, Aaron, doesn't he? He likes the filth. Yeah. Um, so they tell the passengers to put their belts on. Yeah, that's what he was saying, yeah. We had that, though, didn't we, the kids? I'd yeah, no, I'll just put, I'll just put, I'll just mention him, because obviously he's a guest and people yeah. will remember him. Um, Who is he? Just trying to see some of these are a naff on there that people have put on Twitter. Yeah, because... So, I'll tell you one thing I've just done. In the, uh, lots of different things. Talking about passengers and all that. But one of the things we just done was change the password on your hotspot. And one of the reasons is, I do allow <gasps> certain, and I'm a bit picky, I must admit, I don't let any old one just go into my, my hotspot. <laughs> but uh, that sounds charming. Don't let anyone go into your hotspot. Well, and uh, I've I've made it an, uh, an easy password because sometimes there's people from abroad or wherever, you know. Uh, yes. and, and you just yep. you're more than welcome. I have unlimited data always on because of God knows what you're going to be doing, and let, let them have, uh, have that. But again, not people who are drunk late at night and then drunk. No. I'm not going to. Not that they could do anything or access no, no. anything, but it's just think. I think that's a brilliant tip. Absolutely so brilliant. What's what? your password? <laughs> so all the drivers at Heathrow can know when they're all wanking <laughs> <We're> there. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> in. That's what blokes used to do, apparently. The, the, the TXEs used to come with a free year's worth of internet, a dongle. It plugs in, and it, obviously they will have the same password. So apparently blokes would just log in on other people's And then get near the cab. And get and the internet, in. yeah. your cab clean's like, I, I love a clean cab. Oh. I, know it's, I know it's pouring the rain. I know the roads are dirty in the winter, and I, but still get it clean. I agree. I can see that but you would I, have a dirty cab. Yeah, I agree. But the, I did sometimes, the cab would get dirty and I would be happy with. And then my friend who'd be, he was supposed to come today, Terry Franks, um, he would give you top tips of cleaning the cab, but he would never use newspaper. He, he'd buy a roll of um, kitchen roll, be there with the window lean, doing his windows. He'd be polishing the bonnet. His cab was gleaming, always. But it's a bit excessive. I'm a so, worker. I've got to go to work. And if it's to go to wash the cab or go to work, I go to work. You ain't got to wash it yourself. Just do one more job and get someone to hand wash it. Well, yeah, I know, but you know me. I'm sleeping here. <laughs> <laughs> get someone Steve, to wash you're, it. You're, you're unshaven. You've got no fuel in the cab. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a pattern coming yeah. in. Yeah. And, that, and that's the type of, you know, the ones that are, are covered in crumbs and they've been eating it and they're covered in I'm not. Oh, I'm down. only unshaven because I've got nowhere to shave here. You've got four videos in a row with the same top on. I noticed this morning. I was looking at him going, oh, i got to say to him, yeah, you've got the same grey sweatshirt on. I went, That's, you've obviously filmed them all the same thing. And oh, like, uh, many times I said to you, I have loads of tops and things it was to keep probably, changing. It was, yeah, I, it was done on the same day, obviously. Oh, thanks, yeah. Dave. You demoralised me, destroyed <laughs> me. <laughs> but, yeah, but there's lots of things. Do you know when you do all those sorts of things, like clean the, the cabs, get it clean. Here's what, yeah. whilst we're on it then, so you touched on it, clothing. What about clothing? Yeah. Minimum standards for drivers. Yeah. Clean, yeah, I go with that. I think clean bad jogging all. bottoms. Like, yeah, they don't, it's not a good look. Well, no one can see the jogging bottoms. Yeah, but when you get out and it, yeah. you know you go to the hotels if you need to do your bits or you you help build, people with cases, builders right. bum. Yeah, jogging bottoms, builders bum, covered in stains. Don't look good. It's no, it, it doesn't look. And good. the I mean, one that came to me right. on my outro talk badge day, whatever you want to call it, was that if you go into a hotel to pick someone up. And Mr. Addison Lee is there, and he's got a full suit on. Yeah, that's what you you know. Yeah, obviously we ain't got wear suits, but like you. Yeah, some. I mean, we're not that poor that we can't wear a decent collared t-shirt or even a decent t-shirt with a decent pair of jeans, and you're still looking smart and you still look clean and whatever. So, yeah, jogging bottoms. 
I definitely would say we should ban those. They're yeah. not going in room 101. Because I'm, I'm sort of slip a bit. I mean, I don't wear jogging bottoms, but a hoodie, I mean, that's... Mm. It's a little bit slipping, but there are also ch- uh, the stretchy tracksuit bottoms that look like uh, smart trousers. They've got a nice edge to yeah. them, and they're very comfortable. So we, they, we are trying to be comfortable. Yes. So you're not really comfortable in a suit. Driving a cab is not good. And I don't particularly like wearing a shirt driving a cab. It's a bit uncomfortable too. I like to wear something made of... Um, Pure Mongolian silk made from goats. Um, that a vegan diet. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's got to be super comfortable. That's the deal. And that's why they're wearing the What about caps? Box. They're like baseball caps and people wearing baseball caps. Oh, that's just the bald-headed guys, isn't it, really? They're yeah. just trying to cover up their baldness. Um, so, sadly, no, I don't like wearing caps. Who's wearing a... What, if you're wearing a cap, yeah, you're, you're bald. Yeah, yeah. You're bald. That, that's what it is. You've got a bald head and you want to you're cover cold. it up. Well, you, yeah, especially if you've got a bald head, yes. you're cold. <laughs> I do. Most of my mates got no hair. We'll wear a hat in the winter. Well, they could wear a... Is there a respectable hat? A little trilby? Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. Nice. Top hat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. To say what you're saying, yeah, clean and tidy, presentable. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to go over the top. You don't have to spend the fortune. There's the string vest stories, which I don't think anyone's seen a string vest for years. But honestly, 30 years ago, we used to see string vest drivers. In the summer, driving the cab in a string vest. I've got a friend who still wears them today, but he doesn't wear white ones like we knew from years ago. Right. He will wear lime Back. greens, like all kinds of bright colours, and he has both nipples pierced that poke through with the piercing. <laughs> he's a, he's approximately twenty two stone, <laughs> yeah, and he goes and he will walk out and walk he walk in the pub like it. Jesus Christ, where do you live? <laughs> on a camp, uh, you live on a campsite, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, thankfully he's not a cab driver though. Because uh, yeah. imagine that pulling up at yeah, Ethro. Well, apparently there was a TXC driver that was driving topless. Oh my word! Yes. It was on a rank. I think it was at King's Cross. There was a story. Yeah, but topless. Do you think they, could they bring in something like that? Do you think like yes, driver they, attire? They could because in Japan, there's um, Japanese taxi drivers have to wear gloves. They have to wear white gloves. I think it is. So there are, um, you know, with the rules that we have got, you could easily bring in rules, and the, the organisations would probably have to get behind it and say, yes, this seems to be something enforceable. And then uh, you get a compliance officer, and he could stop you and say, this, and you've got, you've failed the dress code. You keep this up, discipline. Da 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 da. da. Um, I th- I think I'd be for that. We we I would, would be, do yeah. us a world of good if we were all. Pulling in one direction, but you do know some people can wear a suit so badly that you look like a Dan and Al. Yeah. So you you're in the dress code, yeah. but you're wearing a suit. Yeah, it's it, like it wouldn't be a suit, would it? You wouldn't have to wear a suit. No, but I mean, but I mean yeah, you see like like hobos and like you know, tramps wearing like yeah. suit jackets. It <laughs> doesn't mean they look good. <laughs> I mean, that, but it'd be hard though. How, how would you? What would you? What would be in the criteria? How would you? Just same enforcement of um. Yeah. How would you do it? How would you? Well, do like it? like long trousers. I think isn't it in Spain they they can't wear. Shorts on the cab drivers or certain areas oh, they so can't wear shorts. Sh- they can wear, have to wear trousers. It's always long trousers. Yeah. Do you not you wear shorts? Shorts is okay. Do you wear shorts in the summer? summer, like chino style shorts. Yes, yeah. Oh, presentable yeah. again. Yeah, no, I think there's nothing yeah. wrong with yeah. someone. Yeah. In the not a pair of nineteen seventies football shorts that no, come speed, up to the thing. The little short ones. Kevin Keegan's. Yeah, because they got longer and longer, didn't they? Football shorts over the years. Yeah, you'd be you'd have great difficulty maybe enforcing it and what the code would be, and. Only way you would enforce it is if you make a uniform. That there is a shirt that you need to wear that is your shirt, uh, 
that everybody has to wear the same one. And I think that's what it is in Japan. It's kind of a uniform. Yeah, Mark Monroe done that in Thailand, actually, when he went there. He, he, there's a, like a market on the side of the road where all the taxi drivers have to buy a particular shirt. He bought one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, done it on his YouTube, yeah. Nice. Don't, I don't think he's wearing it here whilst he's driving in the... <laughs> I think the tuk-tuk drivers as well out there, don't they? The tuk-tuk drivers there. I think they've all got the same shirt on. Now you said that. Yeah. Which is basically like a Texas so freedom. Of, I mean, it is one of the freedoms of the job, isn't it? Being able to wear what you want. But what about when you have passengers who say, play me some music, driver? Oh, dear. See, I'm not one for music, I must admit. I'm not, And, you know, especially in the TXC, it's harder to put it through to the back, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It is. You've got to turn it up. Well, in the, t- the fairways, you've you got to turn it up really loud. Yes, it's deafening. So I'll just say, no, there's no music. Yeah. Because I drive all the time with no radio. Most, well, 90% of the time. I don't like... If there's know, football on, personally. would you listen to the football? Nothing. Mm, wow, you weird. Nothing. Hardcore. Just sit there. Wow, yeah. <laughs> You're weird, yeah. <laughs> No, so I but I won't. And I won't. If they say to me, especially if they had a drink, because they, if they've had a drink, they want it louder, louder. It's louder yeah. in the front. It's now, st- we're talking about the kids, it's now starting to disrupt yeah, my driving. Drum, I'm yeah. trying to concentrate. And this belting out music ain't, yeah. Um, Would you have music on? Would you, if they asked you? No, I, music I have on? done it. I have done it. So what we're basically saying here from experience is do, do not get involved in that one. It's no. aggravation. It gets too loud. It doesn't work. You just have to say, sorry, the, there is no speakers in the back. Yeah. It's too loud in the front. Um, I always say to them, I've no, I've got no music. You're more than welcome to play it on your phones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'll turn the intercom off, and I don't have to listen to it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had people who actually want to connect to my Bluetooth, and again, I think it's another mob, the other mob thing, where they like they connect to the driver's car. Yeah. And they play their music. Through oh, it. through the stereo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think as well, going back to the other mob, but the bad words, you. Obviously, you're in a saloon car and the, the speakers are all around you, so you've got music. But they don't quite understand that we're not allowed to have speakers in the back for them to listen to music, which is, uh, I wonder, because the, the reason you can't have music in the back is something to do with you not disturbing them. Mm. So I wonder if we could have a Bluetooth speaker in the back that they could connect to that is them. So I've always wondered where it fits under their PRS license and stuff. Uh, performing rights, yes. Yes, because obviously it's a place of work, isn't it? If you had a... Mm, that might be another reason that we're not involved in that. It'd be very difficult, wouldn't it? Because even also there's the argument as well of like, do you listen to, when you listen to music up front for yourself, like if you listen to radio or whatever, what do you listen to? How loud do you have it? I think there was a poll on online on one of the ones. Well, you know the story, we was only allowed to have the radio. Georgie Vice, yeah. yeah. Th- before then there was no radios in the cab. So, I well, mean, Dave doesn't need one apparently. No, no I, do you know what? I wouldn't. Occasionally, I have it on. Occasionally, yeah, but it is occasionally. No. If you looked on any of my phones or iPad, you went into music, you'd probably find one song. Yeah, yeah. What what song is that? Yeah, and Parchbill, Cannon by D Major. It'd probably be something like that. <laughs> do you know what that is? <laughs> it's a bit of classical music. What it sounds of it? It's the wedding song. Is it? It's, yeah, it's played at all weddings. Oh dear, uh, that's the only one I know. Sincere, <laughs> I like it a little bit. Sincere. Um, so. This was the, uh, this w- is what struck me about the purpose of podcasts. And um, I used to always like listening to the football match. Anything that was just like an interaction with people that I was listening to. So uh, listening to a podcast while you're driving along in a cab would be nice. It's semi uh, taking your mind off things. It might go on for one hour or two hours. And then suddenly you realize you've done two hours work. You're hundred pound up. And it's gone like that. You've, you, the time has just passed and it's not so hard work. So I find listening to stuff would be good. Massively, yeah. Mm. It's just like, I listen to so many podcasts and bits in the cab. Just yeah. da- download information and you can just... I think a lot of cabbies, do, not Dave, because yeah. Dave's strange. Uh, nothing. 
Not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got, Tom? All right, locking doors. But have you got like a hard and fast rule of when you lock the doors? Do you keep them locked all the time? I've heard of drivers who keep them locked and they always ask the passenger at the window before they get in any time of day. Mm-hmm. Do you know, can you sort of spot your passengers? And no, leave open? no, I leave them open. When they come in, the, when I've stopped for them, they're open. They can to come to the window. They don't even have to tell you where they're going because the stopping. Even is if part you're of the late at night and and drunk. Oh no, you're you're. I mean, just in general, like, what's your rule of when? Right, better lock my doors now. Yeah. Okay. What's my certain goal? time of the evening? Mm-hmm. A certain time of the evening, I get. It. They're open all the time, but you you can on the checks. I don't know. You, you do the double button. You can lock the fronts, yeah. can't you? Yeah. And leave the backs backs open, and I'll I'll drive around like that. So certain times, so say like I don't know, being Christmas, maybe probably as early yeah. as eight, eight or nine. I'll lock the front myself. So someone just suddenly walk up to me and pull the door open at the lights. Yeah. Start getting in the luggage so, compartment. But I, I drive with the windows down. Not right down, just down a bit. Just yeah. so I can hear that, taxi. Yeah. Uh, you know, because otherwise music going, windows up. You're you going to miss me, jobs. You, you miss jobs yeah. a lot. This is what I'm saying about people <laughs> with music playing. Have your cranky window down a little bit. Have the music off and be ready for that, taxi. Oh, yeah. when I'm struggling, I, I won't even wear sunglasses when I'm trying to look for a job. It's like they're up because I'm looking because it's like it's like another barrier that you yeah, might yes. miss or someone doesn't. That's get what you. that music like used to me. Open. Music and windows up. I'm thinking I'm just I'm, yeah, I'm working. To concentrate I'm, I'm, yeah. to look where your fears are. You could never go back to a diesel cab. Then that'd be way too noisy, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it's lovely. He's deaf as well, though. Is he not pointed out? Oh, there you go. He's yeah. deaf. Eighty-five percent deaf in one ear. Hey. classics are the best aren't they Um, I I used to do if I was going along Oxford Street at a busy time you know when it's pandemonium Oxford Street's now found there's a million people they're all flagging every cab that's coming along in general the trick there would be it would be the light off and it would be take a second to pull over and start writing up your fares that you've been doing with the window open <laughs> and people come to the window. Are you for hire, mate? Uh, no, I just stopped for thingy. Okay, you're just gauging situation and looking for something that's not going to be a complete disaster. Mm, yeah. um, but in terms of the doors being open, if I'm outside of that kind of zone, if I'm coming down Haverstock Hill and someone flags me down, I don't really care. I don't, would have The doors will be open. I'm stopping for them and they're getting in. I'm not really going to judge or make any judgment call. I'll just take the fare and get on with it. So my doors will be open all the time. My only time they're closed or locked is when it's mayhem. Then you get that fight. Like you had the two people getting in at once. You kind of get that idea. I want to know who I'm letting in. You're the fare. You can get in. Again, it goes back to being firm. Uh, um, I, I was, my windows are down so I can speak to both people at the same time. And I just, Apologies. For that. I did see this couple first. This yeah. is the ones I've stopped for. I think that goes back to being firm with passengers and everything. Yeah. You know, you got to. You, I was telling you, and I dropped off at Victoria uh, Station the other night, and immediately as I'm dropping off, the people were coming up to me and they raised the alarm bells. Why they weren't at the rank? And, and I said, is, and, and a bus was blocking my view. And I said, is there no cabs on the rank or what? And, and no, I was hanging on a minute. And I looked round the bus and I could see there was a, a queue at the, a cab rank. No cabs, just a queue of people. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to go over and take. The first person. I ain't gonna have someone. Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say. I mean, gonna have someone jumping, queue jumping. Uh-huh. But I did go over, and I immediately then was windowed down and said, "Okay, who shouting out? Who's first? And and yeah. the gentleman said, "Well, I arrived with the, in these other two ladies at the same time. Looked at the two ladies, and one of them looked like well in the seventies, I would say, and had been standing there a while. 
So obviously, I, I just said to him, well, do you mind sharing? Where are you going? She, and there's only uh, Victoria Station going to Wellington, around at Vincent Square, yeah. and he was going to um, Battersea Power Station. I said, do you mind sharing? We can drop the ladies and... So ladies, and I even said, I'll get back out into Vauxhall Bridge Road before I put the meter back on and give you a, and gave him the know, whatever minutes it was. And he was then saying, he said that was absolutely the right thing to do. I said, I didn't want to leave the lady there. It looked like she'd been standing a while. Everyone else couldn't give a monkey's. They was in for a free for all. Yeah, yeah. To get trampled. And you two looked at the two. And yeah, so being, being firm with a crowd yeah. and yep. saying, no, I'm going to take these and do you mind sharing? I can get. But also, Dave, you've hit on the sort of etiquette of the fact of when you're going up to a... If there's a busy rank with a busy queue of people, there's the blaggers trying to avoid yes. that. Don't take it because you make us look bad. They're people who yes. have queued. Keep us civilised. If you pick up someone who's trying to walk away from that rank and get a cab as it comes in, don't do that. What they should do is then walk up the street if they want to do that. Yeah, go out onto why, the street. Why in view? Within just metres yeah. trying to do it. You know? Well, the, the trick would be as well, something, a good example would be London Bridge Station. You've gone in, into the station, you now got to drive all the way up to the rank, but people are now walking out of that and they start to try and flag you down. Hold on, there's a queue, obviously. There's a queue, and they, before they've even reached Borough High Street or got out onto Duke Street Hill, they're trying to get you as you've driven in. Is that, is that still the same? Yeah, yeah, people, people are trying to do that. They are trying to queue jump, yeah. They, yeah. They, but they just walk away from the station. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were Victoria, where could you walk to? Walk around the Buckingham Palace Road, wouldn't you? Surely someone I'd, like, I'd you know, walk, where would I'd you walk? walk Grove in the Gardens, get right away and walk up a bit. I'd go Victoria, Victoria Street. Street. Yeah, yeah go, go up Victoria that way Street. somewhere. Towards there. But get away out of sight and then you can put your arm out, can't you? Because I'd try and get to uh, Parliament Square because once you get to a place Parliament where there's... Parliament Square? Well, if you're walking, you're in, you're in one road, right? Victoria Street, the cabs might all be coming up hired, but you're trying to get a cab. So I'd walk down to Parliament Square where there's four ways or five ways of coming into the square from cabs for different directions. Mm. So you're going to get more likely the cab coming you in. Get a cab before then, sure. Yeah, you would, but I'm just saying my strategy, Dave. It'd be my strategy. <laughs> a lot of passengers you're are really thick. Then you're <laughs> just trying to get a fair lie. You're walking towards <laughs> east. You know it. You know it. <laughs> I'll just go along Victorian Bankman. By the time I've got it, I'm yeah. oh, It's temple. I'll just get the temple. <laughs> He's still going down the river. <laughs> You yeah. get passengers do it, don't they? They're, they're already hailing you down. They're doing the U-turn, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, I'll do it where it's convenient, yeah, not yeah. because you want to do it. And they think that you're doing a proper, I don't know, Mister Gun in turnaround is going to add yeah. like. Have you done the? You do the U-turn, so you're thinking they're going U-turn, get over here. So you spin it round, they get in, they say, yeah, so so you got it's back that way. You got to do another U-turn. Another U-turn. You just got on the other side of the road. It'd be easier. Oh, yeah, I might um, have a better. And if you'd have walked to Parliament Square, that fare would have been cheaper. Well, don't you do that. So I, I'm sure he's there. If, if you someone, say, Oxford Street, or so, and someone puts around there and they're on the other side, don't you ever say to them, like, point, give us an indication. You're going this way or this way? East or west? Or what? Well, oh, you're talking that, that saves that first U turn. Well, it also, it also well, saves. So, well, if you it, it saves that, that way, way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Dave, what it saves as well is the, is the blanket of the fare, doesn't it? You can. <laughs> you carry on. You drive off. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them standing in the rain. Yeah. Uh, okay, this way. <laughs> Don't ever do that one. That's not. That's not one of our tips. Pick it, really, do your utmost. I don't understand any fare refusing any fare outside to Elmar Reyes, outside one hour, over one hour, whatever. It's just keep going with the flow of the job and keep going. Take the fares, get another one in, and it's too difficult to think about for me. Just no. do everything that comes your way. If, you're, if I'm working, I'm in a shift. I go wherever, wherever. Yeah. You, 
and I'll often I'll be going like that, just waving my arm. I don't put the window down. I'll be saying, just get in. If yeah. I'm working, get in. I'm going yeah. wherever you're going. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get in, get in. Yeah. And we go. We'll work it out and we're off. Yeah. And they're good talking to me through the window at a junction, a set of lights, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had that last night as well. Um, where were they going? They've they been out for a drink for a firm's do, and I think they're going at Hanover Square. I'm only in Oxford Street. So I've, I've come into all Oxford Circus, and they say, oh, we get out here. They're like, well, Ron, they're gonna, they say, they pile out. I'm next to go. I'm the front one. They pile out. So the light's gone on now. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. And now the diveriest old boys come along and I've gone, oh, no. And he wants <laughs> yeah. to sort through the window. I'm going, Keen, Keen, and I'm going to change. Yeah. I went, just Keen. He said, um, South Kensington Station. I said, I don't care. Where are you going? Just Keen. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're tooting, aren't they? Because yeah, of the yeah, time. Yeah. And he can't shut the door. The oh, door, right. oh, done. Yeah. And then they try and pull the little handle. Oh, uh, yeah, they're the, opening the, it as they're uh, actually... Yeah. I thought it was a spare one of them, though. Yeah, yeah. Was it broke? No, because I just think it might break. So, yeah, just stuff. They do it so much. Done it, yeah. mm. But, no, that's another one, again, being firm. But it's like when people say, oh, just stop here. It's like, can't just stop here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Where I don't do that. I don't just stop. Unless it's safe to do it. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I'll say, look, I, there's no way. I, I've got to just pull around. Uh, and mm. Again, unless you've got a way up. Can they walk? Are they disabled or anything like that? You got to weigh that up. How close you got to get? But if they're fine, you can say, "Look, can you not you know, just walk?" Off? It's not normally that far to get them to a safe spot. Like yeah. a zigzag, they love standing on zigzags or crossings. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So and you like, got to go come we'll off, off the crossing. zigzag. Then, yeah, what come about off the zigzag. here is one when someone hails you and they're really, really close to somewhere. I'm not like talking on a rank when people are like, "Oh, I'm not going to Euston from King's Cross." I mean, like if you're in Dean Street and or and someone wants Wardour Street, I do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. You so explain to them beforehand, and then or no, nothing at all. Basically, I'm I'm for high. I'm driving down the street. The flag falls three eighty. Yeah, you jump in. I go around the corner. It's going to cost you six quid. And uh, next fare, I'm a light ready for my next fare. I just don't see the point of refusing anything that's short. It's annoying when it's on a rank. Mm. And I have had Waterloo Station to the firehouse. But restaurant. what I'm saying, do you not kind of preempt the passenger in case they don't know how close they are to someone? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. You, I will gladly yeah. take you. Are you yeah. always I, I will gladly take, take you where you want to go, but it is actually just walking distance. I'm, say, I'm wearing heels. I've got a bad knee, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, I want you to take me. I don't know where it is and everything else. Yeah. But if they want to save a few quid, they can walk. Absolutely. Sorry. That's true. Yeah. Oxford Street and out. Guy says to me, New Bond Street. I says, yeah, it's. On the ten, right. ten feet. Yeah. Ten feet from me. He said, Oh, I didn't know where it was. Thanks. I yeah. went, it's three eighty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, no. But yeah, but true though, yeah, I don't it's there. Yeah. He went, I didn't realise. Oh wait, mate, come over again. You do owe, you do owe me three eighty, <laughs> mate. You don't get nothing for nothing in his world. I mean it would have been one just turned the corner. I'm at the lights. Yes. No, I have had a very small one which was on the Fulham Road, which the stopped and she literally wanted two streets of about a hundred yards. And she for no reason, no bags, there was no high heels, no nothing. She says, I know exactly where it is, driver. I just want you to take me down there. And I thought, well, that's fine then, I'll do it. And the uh, flag fall was about 180 then. And it was a 180 fare. It didn't It didn't click up 20 pence. It might have clicked up two pounds. So, yeah, I'd still do it. But it's, but you're right, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what inform. I was getting at was more like, yeah, just always inform them. From their benefit. Because yeah. we're going to benefit. Short fares are going to make you money. Care. Yeah, short fares win, yeah. yeah. Or even in, in a similar vein is that when you get close to their drop-off and if there's a lot of traffic, I can then sort of say, look, from this point, yes, it's probably quicker for you to walk. Yep. If you want to sit in the back and just enjoy it, because sometimes, I mean, I'd one a couple of weeks ago where a couple of ladies stayed in the really, really bad traffic that's now building up on Stamford Street to get to Waterloo. I said, look, Waterloo's up there. And they're like, yeah, but we're just enjoying a nice conversation in the back. And I'm like, yeah. okay. 
fine. I'm, <laughs> whatever you want to do, I just don't want to ever feel like I'm either holding yeah. someone captive or... You're yeah. giving them. You're giving them advice. Giving advice they can then based use. on the fact of saving them money. Yes, is what you're doing, and then, then they can make a choice, which is nice because we're being courteous. Because you're never really trying to. Well, and sometimes it yet. saves us money as well because it, you can then get out of the traffic. Yes, because we're earning less on the time rather than the miles moving. Yeah, that the Stanford Street was one of our crazy ginger cabbies things, wasn't it? He's a bit upset about that, but it does push the traffic now into Stanford Street, which means you get more traffic. It's right on the edge of the of the Lambeth Borough Lambeth Southwark separation. And you thought it was what? Uh, it's just them trying to keep traffic out of the borough because they've done the same with Valentine Place. You can't do the little Valentine Place yeah. that brings to cut round to come up to. And again, it's Waterloo the station. The it pushes you out of Lambeth, so it's almost like a. Don't want yeah, you. don't want. Uh, you said that in the comments. I see that. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it's that, that, that's part of the Most conspiracy theory idea. Whenever you see like these sort of weird incongruencies across London, it's usually on a separation of a borough. Like why a cycle lane will abruptly end. It's like mm. Westminster, uh, Kensington, Chelsea. We don't want a cycle lane. Yeah. And they just see you later. Any other general rules that you have? Yes. Never stroke a burning dog. It's <laughs> 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 not one I've ever thought of myself. <laughs> Here's one. A falling knife has no handle. I don't catch it. You won't catch that. Don't catch it. Don't catch this. No, you might catch it. You might be able to do it. It's got an handle if you catch it. Yeah, I don't know. No, there's there's thing, isn't it? Never eat a nail with a glass hammer. And um and I've never stroke a burning dog and never eat yellow snow. Never eat yellow snow, never drink a cab driver's orange juice. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Well it's not good actually, but I've learned that through experience. Yeah. You haven't done it. No, 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 no. Tizer. Tizer, yeah, <laughs> oh dear.